Hello, exam seekers. How are you? Well, I'm fine. And I'm Patty. And today, I bring B2 first, former FCE. I've been posting about Cambridge English exams for a while now, but some texts needed to be updated. As the years progressed, the exams evolved, and some changes occurred along the way. So today, let's talk a bit about the B2 first, former FCE. Well, I guess that the first question you ask me is, why do you say former FCE? Up until 2017, Cambridge used to name the exam that qualified people at a B2 level of the Common European Framework of Reference for Language, the famous CEFR, SFCE, which stands for First Certificate in English, or Cambridge English First. However, they decided to change it, and now it is known as B2 First. I guess they decided on changing to relate the exams to the CEFR, you know. So, if you say, I'm sitting for the B2 first, people will know that your level is B2, right? I believe it was a nice change, though. But people still refer to the B2 first as FCE. I don't know if you've ever heard, but lots of people say, oh, I'm taking the FCE or... I'm sitting for the CPE. Well, CAE is very hard, so people still use the acronyms. For those familiar with the CEFR table, uh, this is the fourth level of, out of six. So if you go to my blog, you can check the table. So don't forget to go there and check examseekers.wordpress.com. Okay? Anyways. Candidates who get a B2 first qualification are considered to have the language skills to live and work independently in an English-speaking country or study on courses taught in English. It is worth considering that now Cambridge gives you a certificate no matter the grade you get. For instance, if you subscribe for the B2 first but end up getting a lower grade, you will not be left without a certificate as it used to be before. But instead, you will get a B1 preliminary certificate, if that is the case. On the other hand, if you get a terrible grade, you won't get either a B2 first certificate or a B1 preliminary certificate. The Cambridge website explains it better with the model that you can check at my blog. But basically, you can pass at grade A from 180 to 190 points, pass at grade B from 173 to 179 points, pass at grade C from 160 to 172 points, and you get a B1 level from 140 to 159 points. So if you end up getting lower than 140 in your B2 first exam, man, then it will be a fail. Otherwise, you will still have the chance to get a certificate. Now, let me talk about the statement of result. Each person who sits for the exam will have a statement of result. In it, 
you will find out how well you did in each part, all divided. Besides that, you will also get your average in grade. If your score is appropriate for the level you're subscribed for, you will get the statement of result and the certificate. A statement of result will come out around a month after you take the exam, and you can check it online while the certificate usually takes around two months to arrive at the center you set for the exam. But pay attention to this. It really depends on where you live. So if you live in the USA or in North America, it is different if you take the exam and you are in South America. If you are in Europe, that's probably quick, quicker because, you know, Cambridge is in Europe, right? Anyways, I had been teaching English for about three years when I sat for my first Cambridge English exam. If you go to my blog, you can check my first statement of results. As you can see, back in 2011, which was the year I took this exam, they still called it FCE. Uh, but if you take a look at my statement of results at the blog, you can check for my punctuation, the grades, and how well I did in the listening, reading, writing, speaking, and use of English. Um, it is a blank and white paper, and it's a bit old. They changed a bit the, the model of the statement of results. Anyways, now you're probably asking me, uh, what is there in the B2 first, right? So let's talk a little bit about the test format. The B2 first test is divided into four sections, reading and use of English, listening, writing, and speaking. Each section is composed of different parts and each one carries different marks, as you can see, in the list at the blog. But for you listening to me, I'll be reading the topics. I'll try to make it as slow as possible for you to try and grasp the ideas. But I really recommend you to go to the blog to check it out. Reading and use of English consists of seven pieces and has in total 52 questions. You have up to one hour and 15 minutes to finish the exam. In this part, questions 1 to 24 and 43 to 53 carry one mark. Questions 25 to 30 carry up to two marks. And questions 31 to 30 to 42 bear two marks. You will come across exercises such as multiple choice questions, open-close, word formation, gapped texts, and multiple matching. Listening consists of four parts, and you need to answer 30 questions related to different types of recordings. The tracks will be played twice before moving on to the following piece, and you will need to answer exercises of multiple choice, sentence completion, and multiple matching. For the listening section, all questions carry one mark for each correct answer. Writing consists of two parts in which you are 
asked to write two different types of texts. The first one is a mandatory topic. However, for the second part, you are allowed to choose one among three topics. For both parts, you are required to write 140 to 190 words. You can be asked to write articles, emails, essays, letters, reports, or reviews. You have up to one hour and 20 minutes to finish writing both texts. Speaking consists of four parts and takes an average of 14 minutes. You will most probably do the exam in pairs. And I say probably because if there is an odd number of candidates, one pair will end up being a trio. However, you will not need to speak with your pair all the time. You will be asked individual questions, asked to talk solo for one minute about a picture, compare, contrast, and describe photographs, come to an agreement with your partner, express your opinion, etc. Depending on the center, you will not be able to sit for all parts in one go, and there is a chance that a speaking part will be scheduled on a different day. So make sure you check all the dates beforehand uh, so you won't miss any part of the exam, which can be extremely damaging to your overall performance. Also, the test can be paper-based or computer-based. Now, I guess this is the most important question. How much is the FCE? How much is the B2 first? Well, when you subscribe to the B2 first, you will need to pay a fee of around, well, $245 or so. But it varies depending on the currency in the center. For that reason, on the Cambridge website, you can find a center near you and check all the requirements and values accurately. What is the website? Well, cambridgeenglish.org. I will be talking more extensively about each part in the following posts. However, should you have any question about the exam, feel free to leave a comment and ask. I would love to hear from you and help you out with whatever you may want to know. Okay. Well, this is it for today. Soon there will be more updates and content for you. But for now, don't forget to follow the blog at the Facebook page, uh, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Have a great week. And see you later. Bye-bye.